how would you like to see a potentially eerie look into what our future could look like? We'll check this out. Now that announcement was played on a bullet train from Beijing to Shanghai, and it was recorded by journalist James O'Malley. And this is all part of the Chinese social credit system. Now, if you have not watched my recent video talking about ESG scores, I suggest you go and watch that one first because you're going to see some very eerie similarities between what's going on with ESG scores and the Chinese social credit system. So there is a lot to cover here. So let's go ahead and get started. Now, this article is coming from NHGlobalPartners.com or New Horizons. An introduction into the Chinese social credit system. It is written by Drew Donnelly, PhD, and came out on August 2nd of 2021, which is kind of funny considering I'm recording this video on August 3rd. I got pretty lucky finding this article. The China social credit system is a broad regulatory framework intended to report on the trustworthiness of individuals, corporations, and government entities across China. In this introduction, we explain what the China social credit system is, how it is different from financial credit ratings in other countries, and how it impacts on individuals and companies operating within China. Key takeaways. One, the goal of the China social credit system is to provide a holistic assessment of an individual or company's trustworthiness. Two, the China social credit system, while still in development, is arguably an extension of existing social rankings and ratings in China, which have existed for millennia. The consequences of a poor social credit score could be serious. It may affect travel prospects, employment, access to finance, and the ability to enter into contracts. On the other hand, a positive social credit score could make a range of business transactions for individuals and corporations much easier. And four, it is essential that any foreign business consolidating or establishing their presence in China seek professional advice for managing a social credit score. This applies both to individual scores and corporate social credit scores. So with the ESG score, which is the Environmental, Social and Government score, one of the key things that was talked about in my last video was your ability to get access to finances if you have a low ESG score, which mirrors very closely with what we're seeing with the Chinese social credit system. 2021 is the beginning of a new phase in the development and implementation of China's social credit system. Up till now, development has been guided by a national document known as the Planning Outline for the Construction of a Social Credit System 2014-2020. Now, China is still working on fully implementing the social credit system. They've been working on it for over six years, and it was supposed to be fully in place by 2020, which did not happen. 
This has seen the deployment of the social credit system widely throughout China, with an estimated 80% of provinces, regions, and cities having introducing some version of the system or being about to do so. The implementation of the system for corporations, known as the corporate social credit rating, is especially advanced. More than 33 million businesses in China have already been given a score under some version of the corporate social credit system. And again, this is very eerily similar to what we're seeing with the ESG scores that are being implemented in the United States and other countries. As of mid-2021, it is China's last five-year plan for the rule of law within China. Recent guidance from the state council and a draft of social credit law, which demonstrates the direction of the social credit system. So what is the China social credit system? If commentary in the Western media is anything to go by, it's somewhat mysterious and scary rating system. That's because it is scary. The screams of 1984. And it's going to be implemented worldwide, obviously, through the Chinese social credit system and ESG scores here in the West. In 2018, former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence sounded the alarm bells about China's social credit system, stating China's rulers aim to implement an Orwellian system premised on controlling virtually every aspect of human life, the so-called social credit score. Yes, that's exactly the point. They want to control every aspect of your life because you can't dissent you can't make mistakes. You can't jaywalk or smoke in public or, or buy too many video games or post things on social media. It, that's the sole point is to control every aspect of your life. And that's what the Great Reset is trying to do. It's trying to control every aspect of your life because you will own nothing, have no privacy, and you'll never be happier. Western media outlets have spoken of the sinister social credit system and system of total control. Is there any truth to such rhetoric? And what does all this mean for businesses expanding into China? In this article, we break down the China social credit system as it has been developed to date and aim to separate the myth from reality. I don't think there's any question as to how this is going to be used against people. I mean, you saw that clip I played at the very beginning of this video that was on a train. And they were basically telling people that if you do certain things, it will impact your social credit score. I, I don't know what else I need to say about that. I'm curious as to what the article says that there's these myths because this comes off as being about total control. The term social credit doesn't have a precise meaning. Rather, it is an intentionally broad and vague term allowing for maximal policy flexibility. This makes the terminology useful for a concept so diverse in application. Plugged into a regulatory framework, the China Social Credit System, also known as China Ranking System, refers to a diverse network of initiatives aimed at enhancing the amount of trust within Chinese society. The goal is for a social credit system to make it easier for people and businesses to make fully informed business decisions. A high social credit score will be an indicator that the other party can be trusted in a business context. 
That sounds like the point of the Better Business Bureau. That way, individuals and businesses can go and check into a business and see if they're worth doing business with, and they're not going to screw you over. But again, the Chinese government is a totalitarian government. They want total control over the citizens. And yes, they will punish you so you can have a more difficult time navigating life. The system began with a focus on financial credit worthiness, similar to a credit score used within Western countries, and moved on to include compliance and legal violations. The eventual end state of the system is a unified record for people, businesses, and the government, which can be monitored in real time. In more recent years, policy development for the social credit system has moved beyond considerations of financial credit worthiness and compliance to encompass a broad notion of trust. And yes, this is exactly what this sounds like. Can the government trust you as a citizen? Now, some of the things I've been listing off, I'm not being hyperbolic about. Buying too many video games, spending too much time on the internet, fake news on social media, posting things on social media, jaywalking, smoking in the wrong section. Those are all things that have been used to punish people and lower their social credit score. And like I said, they have difficult times navigating life, being able to rent a hotel, get on a plane or train, etc., etc., even what schools your kids could potentially go to. This is all very real, and this is happening in China right now. And like I said in my previous video, it is a good possibility that ESG scores will do the exact same thing here. A common theme in the policy documents establishing the social credit system is the term, and I'm probably going to butcher it, Chengson. Variously translated as trustworthiness, honesty, integrity, sincerity, or morality, depending on the context. More specifically, through facilitating trust, the China social credit system supports the following goals. Now, because this article is really freaking long, I'm just going to hit the highlights here. Financial creditworthiness, judicial enforcement, commercial trustworthiness, societal trustworthiness, and government integrity. The high-level goals are achieved via three practical mechanisms. Now, these three mechanisms I do want to cover because I, I do think they are important to highlight. Data gathering and sharing. The fundamental building block of the social credit system is data. Through the system, data is gathered by central, regional, and municipal government bodies, as well as private actors, and shared Big data algorithms are then used to process the data in a meaningful manner. If you've ever wondered why I think big data is evil, now you know why. Curation of blacklists and red lists. The data acquired is used to add individuals and corporations to lists, some public, some not. As you might suspect, government lists tend to lead to very bad things. Punishment, sanctions, and rewards. Based partially, not entirely, on presence in the list identified above, individuals are punished and rewarded. Now, this is a very long article, and I'm going to skip the section that covers the history and the philosophy on why the social credit system was developed. And I want to get to the interesting parts, which is how it's going to be implemented and the impact on people and businesses. How does the China social credit system work? 
The China social credit system rates individuals based on the aggregation and analysis of data. In some trials, this has involved a single numeric score, usually between 1 and 1,000, like a FICO score, or a letter grade, usually from A to D. This information is acquired from a range of sources, including individual businesses, including big tech and government entities. Some of the information is siloed and assembled only by individual regions or central government authority. But in many cases, this information is shared with other regulators through a centralized database such as NCISP. For example, some of the factors that can be considered in giving a corporate social credit rating includes whether the business has paid its taxes on time, whether the business maintains necessary licenses, whether the business fulfills environmental protection requirements, whether the business meets product quality standards, whether the business meets requirements specifically to their industry. It is important to note that the business's score may decrease based on the behavior of their partners. This means enterprises need to think very carefully about who they do business with in China. This is very eerily similar to how ESG scores work here in the United States. Yes, a, a business will be judged on who their partners are and who they do business with. The ESG score was directly inspired by the Chinese social credit system. And this is where things begin to get interesting because we're going to be talking about the impact of having a low score. Potential negative effects of a bad score. As the China social credit system is still in a state of evolution, it is impossible to say with certainty what exactly the negative consequences are. That said, based on those elements that are currently in place, as well as existing regional pilots, potential negative effects, potential negative effects of a bad score once fully implemented include travel bans. Reports in 2019 indicated that travel bans. Reports in 2019 indicate that 23 million people have been blacklisted from traveling by plane or train due to low social credit rating maintained through China's National Public Credit Information Center. It is reasonable to assume that this will continue as part of China's social credit system. School bans. The social credit score may prevent students from attending certain universities or schools if their parents have a poor social credit rating. For example, in 2018, a student was denied entry into university due to their father's presence on the debtor's blacklist. Reduced employment prospects. Employers will be able to consult blacklists when making their employment decisions. In addition, it is possible that some positions, such as government jobs, will be restricted to individuals only with certain social credit ratings. Increased scrutiny. Businesses with poor scores may be subjected to more audits or government inspections. Public shaming. In many cases, regulators have encouraged the naming and shaming of individuals present on blacklists. In addition, flow-on effect may make it difficult for businesses with low scores to build relationships with local partners who can be negatively impacted by their partnership. And again, in that last paragraph, what is being said there is very similar to how ESG scores are going to be used here. Yes, a company can be penalized for dealing with another company with a low ESG score. 
In addition, businesses of individuals need to consider the negative effects that the actions of a person or a business can create for others due to a poor social credit score. For example, engaging with companies that have a low social credit score, such as those that are blacklisted, can reduce one's own social credit score. In addition, if an individual with a poor social credit rating opens a business, the business may automatically begin with a low social credit score. So that last paragraph got me thinking, if somebody goes and starts a business and they have a low social credit score and therefore their business starts off with a low social credit score, what about the children that have parents with a low score as well? Now, are they going to be judged individually or are they going to be inheriting the sins of the father, so to speak? The majority of megacities and mid-sized cities in China have already implemented a trial period of the social credit system. There are many ways to lose points and lower one's social credit score depending on the city where the offense takes place. Some of the more trivial score-lowering actions include an individual not visiting their parents on a frequent basis, jaywalking, walking a dog without putting it on a leash, smoking in a non-smoking zone, cheating in online video games. Some have questioned whether some of these activities and behaviors are bad enough to merit the penalties that result from a low social credit score. Yes, that's ultimately the point because this is indeed about control. It should be noted that the court system is available for individuals or corporations to appeal their score. Now, with the system, and I imagine probably throughout the rest of the legal system in China, you are presumed guilty until proven innocent. Anyway, this article is gigantic and there's a lot more I want to cover. So this is where I'm going to end this video. And if you've watched my previous one and if you haven't, I do highly recommend that you go and do it. You can see the similarities between what is going on in China currently with the social credit system and what is happening here and in the Western world with the ESG score. That's all I got for tonight. This is Ian signing off. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy, so go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, well, mostly. And you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the Cathedral. Pay no attention to its thinky talk. The following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and will be recycled as part of our sustainability program. Don't be sad. You can't make an omelette without purging all dissidents. Honestly, I am worried that you have been exposed to extremist content. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it.
I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks at the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.